the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Every believer has dual citizenship. In fact, we might have more than that. Because we have a citizenship with whatever countries on the face of this earth we might have. But in addition to that, we have a citizenship in heaven. And it's that citizenship that takes priority over any others. Because that's the only kingdom that's eternal. Welcome to another edition of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. I'm Mike Trout, and I'm so glad you've joined us. We're continuing in the book of John, the 15th chapter. Jesus is sharing with his disciples the relationship that he has with them. He calls them his friends, which was a significant statement because in the Old Testament, only two people had been called friends of God, Moses and Abraham. And we'll pick up with that thought. And the nature of the relationship between God and Abraham is an illustration of the main point that Jesus is is making here. The significance of the relationship and the communication between Abraham and God. That God would come and talk with Abraham and open up his mind and his thoughts and his plans to Abraham. A classic example of this is found in Genesis chapter 18. When God comes and visits Abraham... And then at the end of his visit, he says, shall I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do? No. And then he goes on to share with Abraham that he is going to to judge Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham knew that his nephew Lot and his family were there. And so Abraham interceded on Lot's behalf. And he asked the Lord, if there's just five people that are righteous in that city, will you save the city? And because of his special relationship with God, God said, if I can find five people, I will spare the city. Well, the problem is, is there wasn't five people that were righteous in the city of Sodom. But Abraham had this special relationship with God. And God shared his thoughts and his plans with Abraham. When the disciples, the disciples asked Jesus one time, why do you speak to the crowds in parables? Matthew 13, Jesus said, to you it has been granted the mysteries, to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it's not been granted. Now, the term mystery in the New Testament refers to things that have been hidden in the past but have been revealed by Jesus to the apostles and then to us. There are, there are various mysteries that have been revealed In the New Testament, the the mystery of the kingdom of heaven, the mystery of the hardening of Israel, the mystery of the union between Christ and his church, the mystery that the Messiah would be God incarnate. Many mysteries that have been revealed to us. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 2, the wisdom we speak of is the mystery of God. His plan that was previously hidden, even though he made it for our ultimate glory before the world began. But the rulers of this world have not understood it. If they had, they would not have crucified our glorious Lord. But that is what the scriptures mean when they say, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. 
But it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thought except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. And when we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's Spirit. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. 2 Corinthians 2, 7 and following. Now, it might seem strange to us, that Jesus would invite the disciples to be his friends and then turn around and give them a command. I mean, it would be strange for us to do that. Would you be my friend? I command you to do such and such. You know, how could Jesus do something like this? Well, it's important for us to understand the nature of the friendship involved here. This is not a friendship between two equals. This is a friendship between creator and creation. Between almighty, all-knowing God and finite, fragile man. Between holy God and sinful man. You see, we are friends of God by grace. And that means we can't approach God as his equal or dictate the terms of our friendship. It means we must always approach him in gratitude and humility, bearing in mind that this Relationship. This friendship only exists because he has stooped to our level and invited us to have this friendship. Now, the fourth characteristic of friends of Jesus is they have been especially chosen by him. You know, oftentimes when Jesus is saying something to his disciples that might lead them to become kind of proud, arrogant, puffed up, and so forth, he adds something that kind of deflates that uh, possibility. You see, the disciples might have thought that they were there because they were wiser and smarter and whatever than somebody else. And what Jesus points out here is, you're here because I chose you. Verse 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Now, as humans, we always like to think that we're the center of the universe, that we are the ones that have taken the initiative. And in that era, oftentimes, somebody who wanted to be a disciple would go and seek out the person, the rabbi, that they were looking for and make themselves available. But in this case, Jesus sought out and chose the disciples. Now, some people don't like the doctrine of election that is clearly taught in Scripture. But it really is a wonderful doctrine. There have been many a Christian who's been discouraged because of their own frailty and their own failures who have desperately cried out to the Lord saying, Lord, it was you who called me and it was you who chose me and I'm your child. I need you. I depend upon your promises, O Lord. And one of the promises we have in Philippians is this, that he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. What does that mean? That means if God started something in you, 
He's not going to say someday, boy, you're just not worth the effort. I'll give my attentions elsewhere. One of the promises we have is, if he began a good work in you, he will be faithful to complete it. As Dr. G. Campbell Morgan said, he chose me. Therefore, I'm his responsibility. Now, not only did the Lord choose his disciples for salvation, but he also appointed them for service. And the word here appointed is from the word tithemi, which has the connotation of being ordained or set apart for some kind of service or being promoted. So Jesus is saying, I've ordained you. I've promoted you. There's a story told that Napoleon was talking with his high-ranking generals and his horse was standing nearby and something spooked the horse and the horse jetted off. And some quick-thinking, quick-acting private jumped on his own steed, ran off after Napoleon's horse and brought Napoleon's horse safely back to Napoleon. And when the private brought the horse back to Napoleon, Napoleon said, Well done, Captain. And the private, with his eyes as big as saucers, saluted smartly and said, Yes, sir. And then he went to the supply tent, got himself a captain's uniform, and moved into the captain's or the officer's quarters. He had experienced an immediate promotion. He didn't have to be a corporal and a surgeon lieutenant. He just went straight from a private to a captain. He accepted the promotion. He accepted the appointment. And Jesus has given us an appointment, an assignment. And that is to be ambassadors of his kingdom. Every believer has dual citizenship. In fact, we might have more than that. Because we have a citizenship with whatever countries on the face of this earth we might have. But in addition to that, we have a citizenship in heaven. And it's that citizenship that takes priority over any others. Because that's the only kingdom that's eternal. And not only have we been called to be citizens of heaven, we've been called to be ambassadors of heaven as well. And the second thing that Jesus calls his disciples to is to bear fruit. Now, you notice there's a progression related to fruit in this chapter. In verse 2, the first part of it, it just simply merely speaks of fruit without any adjectives. But at the end of verse 2, it talks about more fruit. And then in verse 8, it talks about much fruit. And then here in verse 16, it talks about fruit that abides. As we talked about previously, earlier references to fruit was speaking of the fruit of the Spirit. But here, the fruit that abides is talking about sharing the gospel with others who respond You see, Jesus has called us to share the gospel with others, to spread Christianity. The best way to spread Christianity is to be a Christian and a good one. He didn't call us to argue people into the kingdom or threaten them into the kingdom. He called us to attract them into the kingdom by our lives being filled with his presence and his spirit and others desiring what we have. How How can I get what you have? Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. See, the Christian life is not a spectator sport. He commanded us to go. Here he said, go. And elsewhere he said, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them all that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And so he's called us to be proactive, to go. And that's what we as a church family are always trying to do, is we're trying to find ways of being proactive 
and reaching our community and the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You see, the fruit that will remain forever is talking about people because when they accept Jesus Christ, they get eternal life. That's fruit that lasts forever. And then he says, but whatever you ask of my father in my name, he will give it to you. And it's in this context of evangelism. It reminds us of the importance of praying as we share the gospel. Then there's something else about using this prayer, whatever you ask in my name, in my name, in my name. Mm, Well, we'll find out what that something else is when we come back with the next edition of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno on the web at highlands.us. If you've missed any of the messages in this study, you can find them on that website, highlands.us. We're a listener-supported ministry. We'd love to hear from you and would appreciate your prayer support and your financial support. If possible, you can give safely when you go to that website again, highlands.us. Details about the service times and the location for the church with directions are there on that website, along with information about all of the ministries available. Thank you for joining us on this Tuesday. We'll come back with more from the Book of John as we return with another edition of Study Verse by Verse. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.